This is Real Estate Rookie, episode 108. My name is Ashley Kerr, and we are back with another Rookie Reply. I have my co-host, Tony Robinson, here with me today, as always. Tony, I hope that I never have to have a substitute that we get to uh, be co-hosts. I hope so. Time. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, we're, you know, you have yeah. become my, my most favorite person in the state of New York. So, and the bar is really high. <laughs> Spike Lee is in New York. I think Adam Sandler is from New York, and you've just like slowly like overtaken a lot of those other uh, native New York folks. So. <laughs> Tony and I just got back from Denver uh, last week. We got to spend some time together. Well, I guess when this was recorded, it was last week. So probably a, a month ago, but it's always fun getting to hang out with Tony and his wife, Sarah, and getting to know each other better. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we created some great content for you guys too. And if you guys missed it, I do you know what episode it was where we did the live in person? I uh, don't actually. It was a rookie reply one. Yeah. So maybe 98, maybe six. And so you can watch that on YouTube and watch us in person doing our recording together in the studio. Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the BiggerPockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do-not-call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com slash BP. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But today, uh, Tony, we pulled a question from Facebook. And what is the question? So today's question comes from Stephen Cobb. And Stephen's question is, 
I'm about to try to make an offer on a house, but the property is on market. It's listed on the MLS, so I'm working with the agent. When I make the offer, is there any official document that I need to submit, or do I just give them the price that I want to offer? So, Stephen, this is a, a great question that I'm sure a lot of other rookie real estate investors are wondering. If the property is listed on the MLS and there's an agent, you know, the, the seller has an agent that's kind of representing them and you don't have an agent yourself, you can really easily just call up that listing agent and say, hey, my name's Steven. I really like this property. My offer number is XYZ. Would you mind representing me in this transaction? And I, I think it varies by state. Or I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm not an agent, so I don't really know what the rules are. But some agents are okay with double representation. Some of them aren't. So even if the listing agent doesn't want to represent you. They maybe know someone in their office that'll represent you. But once you tell the agent what your offer is, they pretty much handle it from there. They'll write up whatever contracts are needed if the offer is agreed upon, and you just kind of sit back and kind of wait for things to happen. So that would be my recommendation. Call the agent, let them know what the number is, and let them kind of take it from there. I think um, one thing to watch out for too is when you are approaching an agent who is the listing agent who is representing the seller is to make sure that they give you a disclosure agreement to sign saying that you are fully aware that they are representing both the buyer and the seller. So I have done this before on both sides where I purchased a property and shared an agent with the seller. And then I've also had a buyer where I was the seller and we shared an agent. And both times it was a, a very easy process. And a lot of times I felt that it was actually more beneficial because instead of two middlemen, you only have one middleman. <laughs> so I did like that. But there are some agents and they call it a dual agent. There are some agents who will not do that for you where they will refer you to another agent in the office a downside could be that the agent is looking to make the highest commission in some cases. So they're going to go help maybe the other person more because they want the higher commission. But I think that it's uh, very beneficial to have an agent, whether it's a dual agent or somebody else, put the offer together for you first before it's actually submitted to the seller. So they'll actually draw up a contract for you and have you sign it with, you know, what is your purchase price? Are you doing inspection? Things like that. There can also be a letter of intent, and you'll see this a lot of times on the commercial side, where it's just a simple letter stating that you would like to purchase your property, this property, this is the offer, this is the purchase price, these are the contingencies, and it's just written in a letter format. If you Google letter of intent online, you'd be able to find a copy of this and you can fill in the blanks. And then that just kind of like holds the offer for you until somebody draws up the actual contract for you. And in the letter of intent, you'll want to put that, you know, it is contingent on attorney approval too before, you know, it's actually finalized. And then what else, Tony, are you think for, should we go into maybe like if off market deals, if somebody isn't even making an offer on market on the MLS? Yeah. So we've, uh, we purchased a couple properties off market recently. And when we buy anything off market, right, you're talking directly to the seller at that point. And it's, pretty much the same process, right? So like for us, when we buy something off market, we have like a verbal or face-to-face -face conversation with the seller. We agree on the number verbally, and then we send them a purchase contract or a purchase agreement that has the purchase amounts, as well as like the other stipulations that Ashley mentioned, like, is there an inspection period? Is there a due diligence period? Is there a, you know, appraisal contingency? Like all of the, I guess all of the details of that deal are included in that purchase agreement. And then once the buyer 
and the seller both sign that purchase agreement. For us here in California, we send it over to like an escrow company and then they kick off the whole process with escrow and title and then kind of runs from there. But that's how we do it. Pretty straightforward process also off market. Yeah, I do usually a letter of intent. And then once that letter of intent is signed by the seller, then I take it to my attorney who draws up the contract. Then they send it to the attorney. In New York State, you have to use attorneys for closing. So that's why it goes to the attorneys next. But another thing is, too, is when you are doing an off-market deal, you get to negotiate with the seller. So don't be confined and constrained into what your initial offer is. Be able to work with the seller and listen to what why they're selling and what they really want on the deal and be flexible with changing your offer and your terms, even on the spot when you're negotiating with them. So I think that's a really great thing as to not having an agent involved. But if you are doing an on-market deal where you have an agent, you're going through the MLS, it can be beneficial to have the agent too, because they probably know the market, hopefully where you're buying and they can tell you nobody is getting an offer accepted if they're doing an inspection. So having you know little insights like that from these people who are closing on houses every single day, and watching these transactions happen, they'll be able to give you insight as to what the market is doing. There's also, Tony, what is this called? I can't think of the name for it. And it, I haven't done it or seen it done, but it, I think it's the escalation clause where if you put in an off, you can probably explain it better than me. Yeah, we did this, uh, I think on one property that we submitted on in Tennessee, but basically if we're talking about the same thing, like say that there's multiple offers going in on a property. Let's say that your first offer is for $400,000, but you can put an escalation clause in there that says you're willing to bid $1,000 above anyone else's asking price up to $500,000. So that means if someone comes in, your initial offer was 400,000, say someone comes in and offers 420, your offer immediately escalates to 421, right? But say that, you know, you have a cap up there of 500, if someone comes in and offers 500, then you want your escalation clauses over because 501 would be over your top price. So you see that in a lot of competitive markets, um, we've played around with it, but haven't gotten any deals with it. And that's just one of the examples of something that a realtor could let you know is going on in that market um, and a benefit to that. So, Tony, just if you had a choice, would you pick a dual agent that is representing the buyer and the seller or would do you prefer to have your own agent? I think where I'm at in my investing career today, I'm fine having dual representation. The first deal we bought in Joshua Tree was that way. I'm actually going to call an agent for one of their listings. Like as soon as we hang up, that we're trying to buy here as a flip here in SoCal. So I'm comfortable with it. I think if you're if you're a super rookie investor, you haven't done your first deal yet. I think maybe spending a little bit more time to make sure that the agent is the agent that suits you and your specific needs is probably more important. But I don't really need my agents anymore to educate me as much on whether or not this is a good market to invest in or kind of what the comps are looking like. You know, I feel comfortable enough in doing a lot of that research on my own. So it's not as valuable to me. So again, if you're a rookie, maybe spend a little bit more time really building that relationship and choosing the right person. If you're a little bit more experienced, then I think the dual agent works fine. Well, what about you, Asha? What are your thoughts? Well, I think you brought up a great point as you need to figure out what you need an agent for. Is it just to write up your offer and submit it? Is it to take you to showings? Is it to help you analyze the market, analyze the deal, tell you how good the school district is? So you need to figure that out first and then find your agent based on that. If you are, like Tony said, 
and I agree with this, if you just need someone to show you the property, then I'm fine with using, you know, a dual agent and just, I know what my offer is and I know exactly what I'm going to offer on it. I don't need their advice on what the current market is doing. Then a dual agent is fine. But do remember that when you go to look at a property, if it is the listing agent, they're going to know more than just a realtor that's coming into the property and is not the listing agent. So that is one advantage is that you're probably going to find out more information talking directly to the listing agent and they can probably call the seller right away. Hey, you know, I didn't know the answer to this question. What is it? And get you an answer right away. So that's another benefit. But also going back to using your own agent as the buyer, it's free to you. So either way, there's pros and cons. You got to look at what opportunity you need from the agent. But either way, it's free. So I guess one downside is maybe going with like the dual agent piece. Like, so for example, this happened to us two weeks ago. We're looking at a property to flip. It was listed on the MLS. It was way overpriced, right? Like they were asking way too much money for it in the condition that it was in. So we submitted an offer that we felt worked with our numbers and we presented directly to the listing agent and she wouldn't even present it to the seller. Like she refused to present such a low number to the seller, right? Whereas if we had our own buyer's agents, maybe they could have done a little bit more negotiating on our side to actually get that number in front of the seller. So, you know, sometimes they're incentivized to maybe sell the property for a little bit more than if you had an agent representing you just as the buyer. So there's some, there is a potential downside there as well. Well, I think that kind of summarizes uh, that question. I was worried that we'd be too quick giving a short answer, but hopefully we expand it onto a little bit extra there. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's Rookie Reply. Leave us questions on the Real Estate Rookie Facebook group. If you haven't joined, just search Real Estate Rookie Facebook group. Super excited to see you guys at the Bigger Pockets conference coming up and check out the YouTube channel Real Estate Rookie too. We put out new weekly videos including recordings of each episode. Thank you guys very much. I'm Ashley at Welcome Rentals and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson on Instagram. And we will be back on Wednesday. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals. Enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and boom, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. There's free resources only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own.
Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.